Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. My name is Randy, and once again, I have the honor of being joined by a wonderful guest, she competed on the past season of Australian Survivor Blood versus Water with her father. You might be familiar with him, Juicy Dave, and accomplished more entertainment in five days than some of the people who made it farther in the game. I'm not going to name any names, okay? No names. But everybody, please help me by welcoming Brianna. Brianna, how are you doing today? I'm great, Randy. Very excited to be here. And look, thanks for the wrap. That's a really positive way to look at just five games in the day. <laughs> I mean, five days in the game. Hey, you, you got to own every little second that you were out there in the oh, game. Yeah. It's tough. And I'm going to get to that because I know just like us, you're a super fan of the game as well. So I'm interested to mm -hmm. hear your side of things, how much harder it is once you get out there than when you're just, you know, sitting at home and watching it. But first things first, I always like to start off my podcast on a, on a light note. And what have you been doing since being on the show? So I just got to tell okay. you guys, if you haven't been following Brianna, she does her own podcast covering the great sport of basketball, which I'm sure we all love. You are a phenomenal roller skater. Like I thought I was pretty good at roller skating. <laughs> and then I see some of the adventures you and your friends go on. And I'm like, what coolest roller skates in the world, by the way, the rainbow oh, roller thank skates, you. love them. And then not only that, but I was actually, when I was putting the cover art together today with your, with your photo on the picture, I found out you were an mm -hmm. actress as well. Oh, uh, yeah, like I do a bit of acting, presenting, <laughs> all that jazz. <laughs> An ace of all traits here. So what have you been up to staying busy, it looks like? Yeah, look, trying to. I mean, I would like to think of myself as what we call like a professional slashy. So that is someone who does multiple things. And I think that's just given the industry I work in. I've always loved film and TV and media. Um, but especially here in Australia, it's an industry where you really do have to hustle. I mean, some people... Um, can specialize in one area. I've just not been able to be that person myself. So, you know, I got into it um, behind the camera. I'm fully trained in like film production. Um, so I often work in a crew capacity, whether that's producing or working in production. Um, but then I love, you know, talking and I can chew your ear off, I'm sure. <laughs> so I love doing stuff like podcasts, commentating, presenting, and I've, yeah, done a little bit of acting and commercials as well. And then roller skating, yeah, bloody love that. It was a hobby that I've been able to monetize. So 
For me, um, I was working full time before going on the show. I did have to leave that job to do the show. So it did put me in a bit of a different place where coming back, I went into um, a freelancing period. So that's just really me, you know, testing the waters, scattering seeds, as I like to call it, and seeing what sprouts. Um, and I'm still in that phase now. So there's been many things that I've sort of done over this period, but just sort of working out where I next, you know, do my real push and place my focus. See, that's that's the crazy thing too. finding out like behind the scenes and all that. Like I just listed all that stuff. And then you're like, well, wait, there's more here. So that is that is incredible. <laughs> and you bring up uh, the game of Survivor. And after talking to your yeah. dad, dad yesterday, like I said, you're a Survivor super fan. This has been in the making for a while now trying to get on the no, show. So just kind of walk us through how this got started for you, uh, how the love of the game got started and that casting process of finally finding out you're going to be on the show. Mm -hmm. Because from what your dad said, you kind of said, look, dad, you're going to do this with me and (laughs) you're just going to have to tough it out here. So walk us through this, this whole process. Yeah, definitely. Look, Survivor has been a lifelong dream of mine. I'm someone who sort of makes deals with myself. And one of them was I wasn't allowed to die until I'd be on Survivor. So now, you know, fair game. (laughs) Um, But anyway, (laughs) um, it was my dad who got me into it like years, years ago. I would have been anywhere from age 12 to like 14. So quite young, sort of tween age. And I remember being at home, um, sort of probably up later doing assignments at school and stuff. And dad was like, oh, Brianna, you need to check out this show. And he sort of called me over and I'm like, ah, what is it? And he's like, oh, it's just a bunch of random people on an island that have to survive. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, they do challenges, but they all scheme against each other. And I remember sitting down and watching it. And yeah, I got, I got pretty obsessed. I was like, this is so cool. And what I loved about it and dad and I both shared our love in was it was such an evergreen format, just same deal. They don't have to change really what happens. I mean, they do a few different themes, but it's just innately interesting seeing, you know, different personalities come in and this idea of survival. So that's kind of where that seed sprouted. And it was because of dad. And then, you know, soon afterwards, I sort of got a bit more into it than he did. Like he'd be a casual watcher where I started living for it week to week, you know, around yeah, study. Yeah. And like a bit of a Becomes you know, a habit for like, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I was like, oh, my little study break, have my, um, Survivor fixed, and I love the fact I had to like wait for it each week at a time. There's none of this binge watching, you know, back in the noughties. Anyway, um, yeah, I think I made the decision. I don't know whether, yeah, it would have been early teens that I was like, okay, fine, I will do this one day. I must do this. And back then, Australian Survivor wasn't even a thing when I was watching it. So it when I US heard version. that, yeah, US version. So that was why I was like, oh, I'm just, I'll, I don't know, I'll marry an American or I'll move <laughs> over there. Like, who knows what I was going to do? But I was like, I'll get on there one day. Um, and then the Australian version came out. So at this point, I just finished um, studying at university and um, saw that was open. So applied, um, made it very far along the audition process. I was actually in like the final sort of rounds right before you do your health check mm-hmm. and um yeah it was very exciting before COVID times they do a lot of these things in person so you literally have this like uh mini survivor game in like a hotel that you show up for each day and people get eliminated like from production each day so it's, it's, yeah it's pretty exciting anyway um back then I had a heart condition and uh yeah like I, I've, I've flatlined twice before and um oh, wow they sort of yeah, so I've experienced the moment before death twice. Love that. 
um, you know, definitely, uh, definitely impacts you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm such a like live life to the fullest, maximize every moment. Love it. You never Love know. Yes, yeah, so I think that's really a big part of my personality. Um, so when I didn't make it on then, oh, and I did this like survival camp too in preparation for it, where you don't eat, you sleep outdoors, and um, wait I before the game. Out. Yeah, yeah. So just one I booked in myself, um, and yeah, it was crazy. It was like a couple of days you didn't eat, you just slept outdoors, you build built shelter so it was perfect it was with some SAS commander and Elle who actually went on the first season and dated Lee um she was there and we met and like oh so she ended up going on and I didn't um and it was probably good because to be honest I probably would have been medivaced out um and so anyway I had a procedure to cure my heart condition and then I started working at Channel 9 so when you're at a competitor network um, you, it's in your contracts that you can't, uh, apply for things, other networks. So I was like, that's fine. I loved what I did. So the survivor dream was put on hold, but they asked me to reapply for another season. And I always knew I would. So when COVID came in and shut down what I was working on, I was like, that's it. Putting my application in again. And then excitingly enough, you know, got a very, um, early phone call. And I was really in the, um, in the process, right from when they finished the previous season, the Brains Best Brawn, through mm-hmm. to going um, ahead with the season we were on. So um, a very long audition process for me. And the whole point was they called me up and they were trying to be sneaky and being like, oh, maybe you could, um, as a twist, bring a relative. And I was like, oh, I see what you guys are doing. I know this is blood. <laughs> I was like, I ain't no shrimp. Um, so anyway... Uh, yeah, then I remember being like, oh, I'd probably play with Mila. So I remember Mila and I, years before this was even in the works, discussing how we're like, we should do, bra- um, we were like, brains versus brawn or play together because, you know, she's the basketball, she's a bit taller than I am. Um, but, you know, we're both fit and we're pretty similar personalities in some regards. But we're like, oh, yeah, we could be the total, like, brains versus brawn dynamic, very much Kim and Chelsea vibes, who are two of my favourite players and I love watching them play. Um so, yeah, but then she was in the States playing for Duke. Yeah. And so when they called me up, we were like, I remember chatting to her, oh, would these dates work? And we worked out, no, wouldn't, there's no way she could do it. So they were like, well, who else would you play with? And I was literally thinking through my family and I was like, well, to be honest, probably dad. And dad would probably be really good at it. But I knew dad, you know, had a lot of work and, um, you know, he wouldn't leave that lightly. But I was kind of like, come on, Dad. Like, this is like, I was like, just do the interview with me and we'll work it out. Like, I was like, let's hope. They go, nah, you're boring. We'll just take Brianna. And he was like, yeah, let's hope. Um, but, of course, they love Dad. How can you not? So, yeah, that's kind of the the process. We ended up, you know, making it through all these additions. There was one stage where Dad almost couldn't do it because he couldn't get the time off. Mm-hmm. And I had to audition like five other family members as well. Like I literally had to call second cousins I'd met once before when I was 12 wow. because they just went through almost my entire family. No chemistry um, there. <laughs> I know. I was like, um, I'm pretty sure they'll backstab me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, was, it was quite quite hilarious. But thankfully in the end something changed with dad's work and he could make it. And, you know, the rest is history. It was, it was so fun watching you both play the game. And I just imagine being that lifelong, like survivor fan, I guess I said, I could imagine, I guess I really can't like what it's like walking up. You're standing there with the rest of the cast, seeing Jonathan across the way. And I do have to throw out there, you know, you're, you know, the game and you know who Sandra is. And here comes Sandra in a helicopter, the queen of survivor. 
the queen of survivor on the same in the same game as you are that feeling has to be insane to feel like holy cow we're done with the casting process we're actually here so what were you what was going through your mind in that moment it had to be surreal yeah look there is so much build up with this process even with covid it was a month waylaid for when we were originally meant to start um you know six years in the making for me having auditioned and then gone on um and then you're locked up kind of you know hidden from the world before you enter the game and that's a very surreal Mm. um yeah experience as well before you actually get to enter but when you're on um location so to be honest the whole experience is made worthwhile from that moment alone like it was it was it was like a dream it really was the dream come true that was I was asked the question like you know oh when you're on you've got kids like what's the moment you're going to tell that's really the moment that um I think you know you'll carry forever so it was amazing to be there with dad as well and it was just like wow we we're actually doing this we've done this we've made it because it's such an achievement to even get on the show and then for the helicopter to fly in and Sandra to be there I was like all right I can die happy. <laughs> like you know I'm playing with Sandra like how cool to have the and chance the to play with is, her yeah exactly and the fun thing is Mila graduates really soon I'm actually flying to the states I'm going to be in NC and ah, uh, gonna that'll be fun. And Sandra up. We're going to have a little dinner. So very exciting times. I am so jealous. I'm like, you are living my survivor dream right now. I'm not saying it's not your survivor dream, but we yeah, share a dream um, there. And I am so jealous. Exactly. Um, before we get into the game side of things, because I know I have yeah. you for a short time here and mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't exaggerate the five days there you were there. There was a lot that happened. So we have to get through all that as well, but I have to apologize to you because this is what I found out. So your season was the first season that um, me and my fellow co-anchors at the uh, survivor now podcast, uh, we picked winner picks and you were my Uh, winner pick. You were my preseason winner pick. And uh, I have found out that that is bad luck. That is terrible luck. Oh, because well, look, <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say, because I just found out in U.S. Survivor, I won't say who my winner pick was, but once again, my winner pick was the first one to go out of all of them. No. So oh. it's, it's not good. So you can blame no. your time on you know me. <laughs> you know what? You're just choosing big threats, big threats. No, no. <laughs> exactly. That's how I like to look at it. But uh, so you start oh. off the game on the water tribe. And we see yeah. this from what the edit shows and the edit isn't our, always right. We see mm-hmm. this connection kind of form instantly between you and Shay. So there's mm-hmm. been some talk amongst other podcasters and stuff. Were you guys really that close or was it a situation that the cameras just caught you guys talking a lot of the time? How close were the, you guys actually in the game? Yeah, no, we were actually super close. So I feel like that, and what was captured there was actually pretty accurate. So um, amazingly enough, it was Shay who chose me out. She sort of, um, you know, and there was that early grab where she said, oh, Brianna's just someone you sort of gravitate towards and you think, oh, yeah, I want to get in with her. So Shay really um, sought me out and I was like, great, you know, I'm thinking Kim and Chelsea, I'm thinking George and Cara. I'm also, like, thankful to have a friend and someone who sort of seems quite like-minded um you know we're both sort of like gym chicks who have a bit of fun you know that sort of thing 
um, and we're quite excited to be there. So we definitely gravitated towards each other and it was really like, you know, the cementing of that was her choosing to share that clue with me, which she absolutely didn't have to do. Um, so, yeah, and we were also like snuggle buddies and would do most things um, together whilst also still trying to include everyone else. But there was a, um, yeah, a real connection there. Well, you guys seem to work really well together. You said she comes up to you, she shows you the clue immediately. I can't remember, but did you guys know, before we get to it later in the whole idol uh, pursuit, but did mm. you guys know Chrissy like had the other half of the clue? When did that you know, hit you guys that she had that other part? Yeah, so they actually showed it. We, um, so Shay was really quick in finding the clue. And then she showed me and we were like, oh, okay, there's another clue out there. We need to find it ASAP. So then we sort of go back out and then I see Chrissy find something. Geordie goes, whoa, <laughs> like, makes the most ridiculous sound ever. And I turn and go, what did you find? A clue? And Chrissy just like hides it, ignores it. And we all like, I saw the scroll in her hand. There was a couple of other people around and, um, I even later like approached her about it and was like, oh, like, did you, did you find something? And she just like full on ignored me. Um, and I was like, like, I know you did. So like. <laughs> Tell me. You know, yeah. Like, Go ahead and spill yeah, the beans. Like, and she just like, I, yeah, honestly, I don't even think she said anything. I just think she literally walked away from me and I was like, oh. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so, yeah, it was like we knew she had the other clue. Yeah. But it, she didn't, I don't think she told anyone about it. Like, I don't think she owned up to it, even though I would have been the third or fourth person to actually see her get it so yeah it was pretty obvious she had something because we all saw it that might have started the i don't know if it was really a rivalry but the brianna versus chrissy kind of mini rivalry that was going down i i remember i hyped it up that was one of the things i posted on social to hype up one of the episodes is we've got brianna versus chrissy already and yeah that kind of picked up pace at the first challenge okay you guys are having trouble smashing down that second door which i'm sure everyone's gonna sit at home and be like how why can't they get that open and i'm sure it is 10 times harder than any of us could even imagine once you're actually mm -hmm. out there and starving and everything mm -hmm. um but you called a few people out for effort you didn't really name any names or anything i didn't think you did anything really bad you just told uh jonathan at the first tribal look there were some people who weren't really putting in the effort at the challenge today i didn't feel like so what was going on there was that towards chrissy alone or was it just kind of as a general tribe thing like look we could have done better today no look it, exactly what i said was that i felt like everyone gave their best effort but some people have more or less to give the truth of the matter was that um Chrissy did rest in the challenge. She had to take breaks and we were very unlucky with that challenge. We hit that door with Mark's strength and the rest of the team's strength 88 times. The other team mm. didn't have to hit much. So I actually think there was some difference or fault in the door personally. We all, most of us seem to think that because we busted open the first door much quicker than the first try. You were in the lead, and yeah. And then we were just stuck and it's not like anyone gave it. You watch that, everyone's giving everything. But the only way we eventually broke it down was just from not stopping. So that's why when we did have to stop, and if you watch the edit, you'll see that three different people have to say, hey, come on, let's keep going. Um, so it was, an, and, you know, I'm someone who's grown up in sport. And when you're in a part of a team, people call truth. It doesn't have to be taken personally, but there are things where you go, hey, look, this happened. 
someone might have let down D and you go, look, we can do a bit better next time. So that's why when, and let's not forget too, I was definitely targeted by production. The, I would have been asked the same question over two hours, about eight times in that tribal. And what do they do? Take everything I said over a two-hour period and put it back to back and change the order and just make it look like I absolutely had a shot. So, you know, that's knowing how the game works. And I think all my comments were fair. And when they were spread out, it seems a little bit less intense. But I think, you know, it was good for me to see that edit because I think put it all back to back and in that order. And I go, okay, well, that's how it must have felt to Chrissy and probably why she, um, you know, was rightfully offended. Whereas I think from my sporting background, like I, you know, and not, and Chrissy's got a sporty background too. So Mm -hmm. it's not that she's not used to that, but I think I'm someone who like, yep, okay, yep, that's on me. We'll move forward. But I think she saw it, and especially in the survivor context too, she saw her as someone's coming for me, let's get her out. And that's where that rivalry started, where there was really no ill blood about it, but I was asked about the challenge and I was honest about, well, we did have to stop. And it was because of a certain someone who made us have to stop. It wasn't really a team thing. So that's where that sort of started. And then also, yeah, look, not going to lie, when she just came up and ignored me, I was a touch salty, but, you know, again, everyone's playing a game, so people are going to do what they're going to do, so... Now, I mean, naturally. Yeah, and, and, and I love each other in real life and like we're going to work together because her family's in basketball as well. So we're very well connected now, but it's just one of those rivalries that, you know, the cameras can go for and pick on. And again, like all's fair in love and war and survivor. And we just got pegged together early. That's what she took me I, out anyway. So she wins. Yeah, she did win. And I mean, I will just say, I love how you brought up the edit. It's hard for us back at home because you can never trust the edit. I mean, it kind of, they made it seem like you were the paranoid playing too hard and stuff. And I didn't really see that during your time in the game. I'm like, she definitely is playing hard, but I also Mm. saw you in a position that you needed to play hard based off what we were seeing. And I want to go, oh, go ahead. Oh, I think I was just going to say, look, I think my biggest downfall was that I was so excited. I think if you had to give like an analogy, it's like, um, if you saw the Olympics last year in the 100-meter dash, there was the poor guy from Great Britain who false started. Like he just was so ready to win that race. He started too soon and he was disqualified. Honestly, that's probably the energy I went into it with. I was so ready to play and the fear of not doing enough, I did far too much. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of false start. <laughs> well, one of my favorite moments of the season, and it was so iconic, is when Shay and Chrissy were racing for that idol on the podium. <laughs> And you just get up and you block Chrissy. You are in her way. And I'm like, there's no way they're team working. Shay goes behind the podium. Chrissy goes right up and grab it. I mean, that it was a mess, but it was not your mess. You did your best. I mean, that was excellent, Brianna. Just the whole blocking of Chrissy. It was wonderful to watch. Look, thank you. And look, this is, to be honest, shot my, literally shot myself (laughs) in the foot then and there. How it was meant to play was, you know, I made Shay read me the clue again. We had a look at the image. I saw exactly where that idol was. I wouldn't miss it. Unfortunately, Shay was confused. She thought it would look different. We had seen a picture of what it was going to look like, though. Um, And the plan was that the rules explicitly stipulated that um, you cannot run for it until the last person sits down. So I was like, great. I will just be the last person to sit down for you, Shay. Watch me. The second I sit, you go. And that was all it was meant to be. Unfortunately, with the whole Shay not realising that the clue was where the clue was and um, Chrissy cracking onto it, you know, again, unfortunately, my basketball knowledge, like a box out, like you do that in the game about, like that's no biggie. So I just literally boxed Chrissy out 
And I like I was just like, all I did was like, yeah, step in front, boxed <laughs> out. But um, yeah, like it just, it, and I was trying to, I really want it to be Shay's thing. I was, you know, it's that line of this is a great way to establish loyalty, to get involved and, you know, be a player early. But also I was trying to, you know, I, like part of me was like, I should have just run and grabbed it myself because I saw where it was and I had half the mind to, but I was like, no, 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 this is like not my moment. Yeah. In the end. Yeah, I went too hard too soon for someone I probably could have let fought their own battles. But yeah, did you did you guys laugh about it when you got back to tribe, or was it kind of a, a sour subject? Let's not bring that up and everything. No, we were all laughing about it. We we're all a <laughs> bit like, oh, the game started, haha, wild, hilarious. Like everyone sort of thought, oh, a bit of fun. Like you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think most people were pretty well humored about it. I also have to ask after that moment, that first tribal council, where pretty much everyone got together and even though Alex's name was on the chopping block, we saw Andy go home here. Mm. Were you aware of your position in the game? And we're going, the very next question I have is about the tackle box that everyone pointed out as well. But after that first tribal, were you aware of your position in the game with Shay and the rest of the tribe, or was it still kind of up in the air based off how early it was in the game? Yeah. So I think um, heading into that tribal, um, Everything was quite up in the air. I think the clear things were that Andy was a threat. I think some people saw Nina as a threat, but she was really good at mitigating that and working with others. Um, And I don't think at that point I was on the chopping block. Really, what put me on the chopping block was all my shenanigans that first tribal. So, you know, like (laughs) um, all that, if I had just played it a little bit cooler, I think it could have been a different story for me. But I sort of dug my own grave definitely at that tribal. So we have to get the truth behind the tackle box because it was a big moment early in the game. Everyone pointed it out. Why is Brianna checking the tackle box for an idol in front of everyone? So was that in front of everyone? Was this, you know, I'm just going to get in and I'm going to look? Or was it kind of just the edit making it seem like you were just doing it in front of everyone? Look, a bit of both. So a few people go, oh, Brianna, blindside. No, it was not a blindside. I'm literally the whole episode being like, I'm on the bottom. What can I do here? So I was very aware after that first tribal council, oh, not looking so good. I've absolutely self-sabotaged. What can I do to repair here? And there was two minds about it. Two minds are you find a bloody idol and you just go big and you have to play big the whole way. Or you try to let someone else blow up and repair and just sort of slink into the shadows and not get too much attention, which is what my dad ended up doing. And because he just, things turned out a little bit differently, that paid off sensationally for him. <laughs> I mean, people were telling me, they're like, oh, you and your dad are the same person. Like, you did exactly what you did. I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> he just, his strategy of then sinking back into the shadows paid off. Mine, I sort of, um, so look, I did go idol hunting. And the truth of this tackle box was, yes, there was a lot of an edit to it because Khan actually searched it right before I did and someone mm. else, I think, quickly searched it before Khan. So it was quite funny when I saw the edit of Khan going, oh, I can't believe she's searching the tackle. I'm like, mate, in real life you searched it literally right before I did. So, And he actually said to me, and this is, again, where the edit has a lot of power, he actually was whispering in my ear, let me know if you find that it's something, let's use it together. So Khan at this point was very much playing that he was with me. He literally whispered that in my ear. It was also me not blatantly searching for an idol, but do it like people like, oh, can you get this out? I'm like, yeah, let me get. But I'm also like searching because I know I'm on the bottom and I've seen Khan search it, not find anything. And I've seen Chrissy search and not find anything. So I'm like, why not jump in third in line? Like, 
Yeah. So it, that, that was probably the biggest thing that I think the edit sort of um, really misled people with. So yeah, but you know, it was, it was a search for the idol. Um, and then I had also gone off searching for the idol myself. And then that was where that moment was of, oh, do I just find it and go even harder and risk people really knowing, or do I try to play to stay and let someone else find it to hope they become a bigger threat? And I chose the latter option, which was actually the worst option. Um, and let, and I told, um, Shay where the idol would be. And then she ended up finding it. And that whole thing about, oh, Brianna's going to steal it off Shay. Like, oh, I was going to say that was my very next point because you were, (laughs) everyone was saying, you know, we saw the confessionals and stuff, you know, you were on the bottom of the tribe. And like you said there, the stuff we don't see, we didn't know that you were the third person. They were making it out. You just right in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about that tree idol, because this is something I felt so bad for you. Because everyone oh. keeps saying, Khan's like, I have to grab it because Brianna is going to grab it for herself and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I highly doubt that Brianna in front of everyone is going to steal another person's idol. I mean, we see it later on in the season, but it wasn't in front of everyone. That would have been like target enemy number one if you just took it from her. So oh. I was like, there's no oh. way she's going to take Shay's idol here. No way. Oh. Like I have a smidgen of dignity and integrity and I'm actually like a really loyal friend. Um, so that was it. Like I, Shay and I were generally friends. Like I, it, and what I laugh is the edits trying to make me this bad guy and I'm literally like helping Shay. And you could just see, like, I think they tried to paint me in one light, but it didn't quite work for them because Khan's all like, oh, she was just going to grab it. I'm like, do I look like someone who's just, I'm literally smiling, helping around. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do it. Like it was always going to be Shay's item. To be honest, it was Khan who was going to grab it more than anyone. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I'm like, oh, look, if you think that's what I'm doing, then sure. But there was, there was never a scenario in my mind where I would have snatched that off Shay. Like, I just don't think that would have been a play. It led to a a tough tribal council to watch because we all knew you were on the chopping block. And Mm. for what we know, you and Shay are like best friends on the island and everything. Mm. And so I was sitting there. I remember watching it. I'm like, oh, please, Shay, please play your idol for her. you even based off the edit. Right. So we see you give her a look and then Shay just doesn't play it for you. Was there any yeah. expectation heading into that tribal? Because you you said that you knew you were towards the bottom. You knew you were in trouble. And I even talked uh, after the interview with your dad yesterday. He said you guys had like this sock secret code where you wore one yeah. sock up, one sock down saying, I know I'm in trouble. Were you going into that tribal thinking I'm done for, or were you really expecting Shay to possibly play that idol for you? Look, it was a mix. Um, yeah, we had the sock code, which genius. Um, but anyway, it was Amazing. basically like the, I think it was after that first tribal, I was wearing my socks down the next time I saw dad being like, I'm on the bottom. Um, and and um, I had every single person on that tribe lie to me. I was just really like, hey, guys, like, I'm really worried. I've blown my foot. Like, honestly, am I on the bottom? And I was just trying to have, like, an honest chat because, you know, it, like, it just would have meant I would have, if I had some certainty, I would have done things a little bit. Di- I would have just gone even. I just would have found that item myself. I was just looking for a smidgen of certainty. Otherwise, I had to play um, the sink back game. But it was too late. I had to really go all out. Um, so yeah. And that was the thing. And I was saying to Shay, I was like, Shay, look, like I, I'm on the bottom. Like, um, and she was like, she just kept saying, don't be ridiculous. No, no one's brought your name up. No one's brought you. And we were genuine good friends. And I was like, look, like if it got bad, do you think you would like play the idol for me so we can 
keep it too. And she's like, no, nah, no, no one's even voting for you. Blah. And mm. I like, yeah. And Khan was a big one too. Khan, um, you didn't see much in the edit, but he was actually trying to buddy up to me and was like, no one's voting for you. No one's voting. And again, I was like, I don't think I trust you. Um, so <laughs> I no and offense. I, that and I, said, I hope Khan's not playing games here because he was the big one lying to me as well. But I mean, everyone was on board. Everyone said, no, your name's not even come up. Your name's not even come up. And I was like, lies. Um, yeah. And so, look, I did go into that thinking there's three possibilities here. Um, it's the case that you have to, and again, if you're playing to stay, you have to sort of think of the best will of people as well. So I was like, look, either everyone's telling me the truth and I'm fine. Everyone's lying to me and I'm gone. Or everyone's lying to me, but Shay plays this idol and we switch up the game. And, look, the truth is, yeah, it was pretty accurate. I literally turned to Shay and said, Shay, all the votes are going on me. Can you play the idol? And, um, yeah, and she just, yeah, exactly what we uh, saw. That yeah, would be and a look, terrible um, feeling. Yeah, and the, I think the biggest thing was um, just that she knew and was along with it. I think the biggest betrayal was that, she had lied to me so much. Like, she didn't really need to lie to me. She could have maybe just said, ah, oh, yeah, it's true, Brianna, and then, like, gone with majority anyway. Or she could have not gone with majority. She didn't need to vote for me. So it, it was quite a big betrayal there, especially because she did do a lot of lying to me behind the scenes. Um, and also, and then, you know, and if we did play that idol, Chrissy, I was the only one to, like, vote for her, and then she'd get any other votes and she makes it to top three. So imagine... And there was such a set sort of click and dynamic with that tribe. If we had flipped that early on, that tribe started playing not too many episodes later, but there was this big culture of, oh, it was terrible if you knew anything about the game. It was terrible if you wanted to be there. You should think this is a joke. And, you know, like that was a bit of the like starting culture. So mm -hmm. fans like me who are open, a lot of people hid and that was what was encouraged in that tribe. But if you were open, like, yeah, I'm so happy to be there. That was like, oh, <laughs> a bad thing. Um not because people didn't like you, but just they thought, oh, threat, threat. So and an excuse to vote you out. And basically my small comments about Chrissy um, were enough to just nail me. Um, yeah. So I feel like I've rambled a little bit there. I've lost the, oh, lost you're the all, main core. No, you're all good. <laughs> I, so your survivor journey comes to an end on day five, unfortunately. And yeah. I am devastated to see you go. Multiple. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Devastated. Uh, but it has to be kind of the surreal feeling, you know, being such a super fan, it has to be super tough. You know, that's all of our biggest fear yeah. is being out early in the game. Mm -hmm. But then you have the torch snuffing, which is like such a historic moment in the game of Survivor. Mm -hmm. So how difficult was it once you're leaving the game, once you realize your time is up, uh, the emotions that you go through, how difficult was that feeling? It was crushing. And quite frankly, it was like absolutely crushing it felt like I had a chance in my dream and all I want to achieve and I had literally shot myself in the foot and I only had myself to blame um it felt like a failure but I think I'm quite at peace with it now because you know what um I got to do it I got to play as hard as I wanted to even if it was like my own demise um I look back and I go actually I got everything I wanted to out of it. It was good entertainment. If the young me had watched me play that game, she would have been like, you know what? This chick's a bit of fun going all out. Didn't work out for her, but she gave it everything she had. And I think for my personality, I can do better with that than having not given enough. I think if I had, you know, because I could have been voted out the exact same time and just had not had a confessional and had done nothing and it could have been the same exact story. 
So I think, yeah, part of me goes, look, not the way I had hoped things had panned out. And I think in another in another tribe maybe or in other circumstances I could have done better and I could have lasted longer and I had more to give, um, especially in terms of challenges. But, uh, but yeah, but ultimately it was like, look, I was just so excited to play that I gave too much too soon, but I learned my lesson and I had fun. I have to correct myself. That wasn't the last, that wasn't the end of your survivor journey. Cause we actually see you later on as you visit I- video <laughs> form. We got to see you again. I, I thought that was awesome to see. I'm like, I didn't know you were going to be in the video just because you played in the same season and everything, but you kind of brought it up mm-hmm. earlier. I want to get your thoughts on the season as a whole and everything being someone who mm-hmm. I know loves and respects the game and what it's all about. But first off, I got to hear about what you thought about your dad's time in the game, just because yeah. he was so emotional once he found out you were voted out. And I told him yesterday, I said, I know you made the family proud because he's, he played a phenomenal game, especially mm-hmm. when he kind of shot himself in the foot. And he was like, he knew exactly what to do. He knew he needed to kind of take a step back and follow along for a little bit. So what was your full opinions on how your dad played the game? Yeah, look, you know, I said it in a lot of my like background stuff that dad's my hero and even more so now because um, look, he really did come on the experience for me and help me achieve my dreams. And the whole irony of it is, you know, before we, right before we entered in, he goes, Breesh, let's just hope I get voted out early, get to go back to work and you get to stay the whole time. Irony. The exact opposite happens. I get voted off early. I have no work to go back to. And he gets to stay the whole time um, being on jury. So, look, it was that bittersweet thing of, um, you know, my dream not playing out how I had hoped and dad getting biting off more than, you know, he thought he could chew. But he did so well with it. And I just think um, I loved, like, I cried. I bawled my little eyes out when I saw um, that episode three with dad. And it just, Uh. it really does you know what a family man he is and um you know how much our relationship means to us that yeah he what he said about that transfer of the dream I knew that and I was like you know um I think it was really special this season of blood burst water and I think you know sometimes you see the comments and like people are like just take your emotions out of it impossible in blood burst yeah. water it feels like the hunger games it feels like people die because remember you have zero contact and I just knew that dad was going to be so shattered to see me gone. But um, if there was someone to leave behind, it was good old juicy day. <laughs> and I just knew he'd be out there surviving, making us proud. And we were, we were all just so proud of him. Like, yeah, he did some really smart moves. He outlasted. And to go from being first on the chopping block with most votes to sending home the queen of survivor to being the last person on that tribe standing to almost having a shot to win it if he had just told KJ to go um, vote for Geordie. Like, you know, they had plans to go to the top three. Um, You know, incredible, incredible stuff. And it was really dad just sort of stepping up to the occasion. And, look, I I was actually hoping for a win because um, if you've watched any of the American seasons, you know that the people who end up winning often have a loved one leave super early on and it's devastating for them, but it clicks them into that whatever it takes to win mode. And that was definitely dad's mentality. Hence why his jury um, villa video was so emotional. And I was like, dad, you just beat yourself up so much when he didn't have to, because I think the blood versus water narrative probably hit hardest for us as a pairing just um because dad just really wanted to like avenge me and get you know my redemption through him doing well and the fact that he felt like he'd failed the family we're like oh dad nothing of the oh sorts. no but it, showed, 
it just showed how much he'd poured into this and he really gave it everything he had to give. I was full tears, his exit interview. Yeah. And I don't cry a lot, but when he did his exit interview and he was still talking about how much the game meant to you, I was like, that meant yeah. that meant the world to, I mean, I know it meant the world to you, but to me too, yeah. because of my relationship with my mom, I was kind of putting myself in that position yeah. and it was just heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, I love the game that he played. It would have been amazing to see you guys play together. It seemed I Rob robbed the world was robbed of that would have been so much fun i said yesterday i think it would have been like a good cop bad cop situation am i kind (laughs) of right in my assessment there totally and i think i was saying like i think the idea was we're both pretty fun and social like i hang out with my dad in real life um we get along like a house on fire um it definitely would have been the good cop bad cop but we could switch those positions at any time like sometimes when dad's in business mode I'll like show other perspectives when I'm pinging off the rails, he'll like be a good grounding force and pull me down a bit. Um, So I think we would have been quite dynamic as a pairing, but also there's something about a father figure that's not very threatening. And I think, you know, it's something, or maybe it's not that it's not threatening, but it's reassuring. I think us together might've been seen as like a bit of a power duo, but I think we could have um, covered quite a lot of grounds in terms of alliances And, you know, dad would have, I think, reduced my threat level and like upped a bit of trust level as well. It looked like everyone was shocked when Jonathan said, you guys won't be playing with your loved ones. We're going to split it up. Being a Survivor super fan, you had to expect that, right? Oh, no, no. I literally like dad and I were like, we had never considered that we would be on the same tribe. And then like, because people were genuinely shocked and they're like, I can't believe I'm like, how? Like, if you (laughs) Google, like, (laughs) like everyone should know this. Dad and I had always expected to not be on the same tribe. So it was absolutely 0% shock to us. Yeah. So I've got some fan questions here and we're going to get to them just in a second to wrap before we wrap everything up. But I do want to get really quickly your assessment on the whole season as a whole, you know, all together, whether you thought it was a great season, maybe your favorite moments and then put yourself on the jury villa or not jury villa, Mm -hmm. excuse me, put yourself on the jury. Who would you end up giving your vote for from what you know about the final three? Okay. Um, overall, great season. I mean, it was so good to watch. I think the strongest bits where it really hit home were the blood versus water narratives. I liked when they focused on that. I thought there was a few too many twists in saving people that sort of seemed a little unnecessary. And I think my knowledge of production, it seemed um, quite obvious, like who they'd paid to be there and who not mm-hmm. um, by who they saved. And sometimes I think we lose a bit of the game when we're just willy-nilly saving people left, right. And so I was like, so not, a was purgatory fan. <laughs> not a purgatory family. Well, no, to, to be honest, no, get them out. They got voted off. <laughs> um, no, because we've had a few times people get voted off and they come back in and win the thing. And it's because your threat level is being decreased because you were executed and then you're back as a ghost. And there's, there's actually so much energy that goes into getting someone out and getting that you actually become forgotten because I've just got latched on to the next person. So mm-hmm. yeah, look, honest i do feel like um i'm glad that someone who didn't get voted off ended up winning because i just i do think there's a lot there's it's a very hard game there i mean you know i'd probably change my tune if i was saved (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was gonna say if you were in that purgatory group we would not be hearing this right now oh no definitely not but you know as somebody who's not but that's that's sort of my general opinion and um sometimes too like i think yeah i like the 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 um twists when someone's had to earn them a bit i think when it's like mm. oh no guess what you can get saved and they're like oh sick. 
like that's a little less exciting. Or to be honest, because of um, the previous seasons, I thought there would be a Redemption Island where if that's mm. running the whole time you've got to play to be there, that I love because that's like a, but when it just pops up out of nowhere and it sort of feels a little bit, I'm like, give everyone equal opportunity or these twists need to be a little bit more, um, I don't know, like come from somewhere. A bit. Preach. You are preaching to the choir. Yes. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> as a true fan, I'm like, I don't want to just see someone like happen to get saved and they're like, oh, love that. Like, no, like they've either got to have earned it in some way or it's something that's like somewhat consistent, not just like, oh, big boost of luck. Yeah. <laughs> so that's sort of my opinions on the whole thing. I also, my other main gripe is that they do not show enough how much you actually have to survive. Um, my dad didn't eat for three days. There was like one sentence mentioning that, like, that's wild. Like you got broken think ribs and two broken ribs, no Panadol. Like I had people coming up and be like, Oh, we get sleeping bag tonight. I'm like, no, did you not literally see us sleep <laughs> in the dirt? Like it's, it's wild how much you actually survive. And there was a lot of tears. Um, I actually didn't cry about it, but there was a lot in the five days I was there. So many people in my tribe broke down crying. We didn't see any of that in the edit. We're all just sitting around laughing the whole time. And I'm like, okay, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that survival element and how that challenges people because it also gives people a lot more um, grace when you do see people kind of act a little bit unhinged. It's like you are your worst self out there. You are hangry. You are sleep deprived. You are paranoid. You have people behind you setting you up with paranoia. It's, um, yeah, it's full on. Yeah, so that's it. But overall, loved watching the play. I love seeing some of the big new big moves. Sam's idol stealing was mind-blowing. I mean, that's going down the history books. Like, I was just shook because um, I watched <laughs> it with a few. We were doing a screening at the time and we were just, like, mind-blown that anyone could even think of doing that because you read the rules. And she was incredibly targeted in how she did that because she had to do it that way for it to be, like, official because you can't actually just take it off someone, like, stealing it. You've got to, like, you have to pretty much have them handed over to you. I so still can't why. believe that no one believed that they had a second idol. It still blows oh, my mind. Honestly. And honestly, well, that just goes to show the ultimate downfall with Jordy was he was just so untrustworthy. Like even when I was there, I'm like, mate, you got to have like a little bit more credibility because what happened was he originally was trying to go and work with them and was like, nah, nah, brother's got the idol and then changed his story when they weren't working with him, but then would go to everyone. But then I did love the thing of dad was like, well, he's got to be telling the truth because he just hasn't let it go yet. And he was like, <laughs> a harder thing would have been to let it go if it was a lie. But um, Academy Awards all round, hilarious that that was even a thing. Um, loved the challenges. And, yeah, I think everyone did a really um, good job out there. I would have loved to see Juicy Dave take the win. I think he was so close to it. Um, I liked it when people stepped out and did things differently. If I was on the jury, um, my vote was definitely going towards Mark. Um, I wasn't going to vote for someone who, you know, chanced upon it and had luck. It was going to always be someone who wanted to be there, someone who was out for redemption like Mark. You know, he'd not done so well in his first season, come back to win. And honestly, that that couple, they played to win. Amazing him not saving his wife because they knew that they could stack the odds. And that's blood versus water. That's playing incredibly strategically. Um, and I, I knew from day dot that Mark was there to win and he did whatever it took to win um, and he was able to pull that off. And, yeah, I think also you've got to think when you're in that audience, you've got to pitch your story for the jury. I think Shay's pitch was a lot about how she felt about herself, but that probably didn't resonate with the crowd. Chrissy's did a great pitch. She was amazing and she did. Uh, she had an amazing journey to get to there. But Mark really was what I think all Survivor fans wanted to see as a win. 
Yeah. What will you take away from this entire experience? Because, you know, I say this every time. Casual fans don't look at this side of the game, but you leave the game then more than just with more than just the experience you leave with memories that's that are going to last a lifetime you leave with friends that are going to last a lifetime so what are you going to be leaving with after this experience oh good question i think um i'm going to say two things and the first is that um uh, a new perspective and respect for anyone who does shows such as this i will say that as someone who's a super fan i had all my strategies i had all this um i had my opinions on others but nothing can show you the real deal like being there. And I think you cannot um, understand enough how much uh, influence the edit has, how much you do not see, how much actually, like it's, it's 24 hours and 24 different perspectives at all times. And I think to even analyse it, it's, there's only so much truth in it. But it's really given me a new respect of um, how little I can say of what happens because I just cannot see and never expect to see the whole picture. So it's given me a lot of respect for everyone who does it. Um, And it's also, it's given me a little treasure. It's something I will treasure with dad, a great experience, and just look a bit of adventure. And it's a tick in my box of the bucket list of things I wanted to do with my life. I love that answer. That was one of the best answers I've gotten so far. Oh, really? I loved it. I loved it. Because that's what really makes this game, I think, is the the experience you take. And like you said, the treasure of being able to take this journey of a lifetime and everything. Yeah. Absolutely love that. So we've got some fan questions for you here before I get to my final question. Okay. So this comes from Chris D on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions as well. So Chris asked, what was the first meal you ate post-game? Okay, so look, to be honest, I'm probably lucky I didn't survive very long. I lost five kilos in five days off my current physique, which isn't like I don't have much to lose, to be fair. Um, and I tried to, like, to be honest, I had a vegetarian salad. Um, really? But I, yeah, yeah. So there was, oh, there was like, they had like sort of snack or junk food around as well, like a bit of chocolate, a bit of, I don't know, like cookies and things. Um, but my stomach had just like shriveled up. Like I couldn't even finish my vegetarian salad. Like I was just full. It never shows the digestive issues. They never show like everyone's like, once you get out, you want to eat burgers and, and pizza and nachos. Trust me. You do not want to eat can't. all that. You can't. Like I literally, like, I was like, Oh, like I was trying to do the whole smash thing. And I'm like, Oh, I want to eat all this sugary. Like, you know, and I was only there five days, so give me a break. It's like a week, but um, you know, so really, I should have just been like normal. I, but I actually like my appetite was sort of quite screwed for the next couple of days. Like, yeah, it's interesting how quickly the body responds. Have you stopped eating any rice? Like the rice had to get old very fast. <laughs> um, no, actually, I love rice. I love a lot of <laughs> so. No, I haven't. I haven't eaten any less rice. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to bean meals at points. So I think uh, for me, the five days, you know, wasn't quite enough to burn it out of my system. And then we get, we have a question here from uh, Kirkpatrick, also on Instagram. Uh, this is a question I usually like to ask, but, you know, I know a lot of people don't like living with regrets in their life and it's a great way to live. Um, but he asked, do you have any regrets? And then would you do anything different or what's the main thing you would do different given a second chance 
Okay, so to respond to that question, I would say, do I have regrets? And I'm thankfully now at the stage where I can say no. Um, I was shattered when I left and I think all I wanted to do was wish I had a different chance and had done everything differently. Um, But now I look back and I go, you know what, I was only ever going to play this way the first time round. I wanted to show me. I wanted to show all of me. I wanted to prove myself. And that's not how you win Survivor. So, look, did that, made good TV, five eps. Glad you said it was entertaining. That's kind of what I was there for um, and went out with a bang, quite literally. Um, so that I don't regret because also while I was there, I really took in everything. I had the commitment to myself that I was like, I will not waste a minute or moment of this. I will not groan. I will not whinge. I will not wish I was elsewhere because I don't know how long I will be here. And thank God because I was only there five days. So <laughs> nothing was wasted on me. I would, you know, walk around at night. Like I love being outdoors. I remember off camera, you'd walk off and there'd just be butterflies, like thousands of butterflies in the bush. And I would just really like take it in and enjoy it. So I enjoyed the full experience. Um, and I don't think there's anything I didn't get out of it, apart from a few more challenges, would have loved to have done a few more because I loved them. Um, in terms of what I would do differently, everything, I would not play the same way. I would go in a lot more measured and um definitely uh if i do it again i would try to actually play to win which is entirely different to how i did play. i played to be me and to you know stand out yeah next time i'll i'll try to play to win the money i would have definitely loved to see you do one of the basketball challenges because i've, oh. I've been told by mila that she learned a lot of her game from you and i asked oh, yeah. mila i said if you guys play nowadays i think i asked you this as well while we were messaging I said, if you guys played nowadays, how close would the game be? Well, look, I have played her recently. I like trained with her. There was a point where I was always a cracking shot. So I used to win. um, I did compete at nationals one year. I would win the state champs highest point scorer for my division. Wow. So I was a really good shot. Like I'd rarely miss. And that's where, you know, Neil gets a good shooting from. (laughs) Um, So up until about, uh, up until Neil was about, maybe she would have been under 14s. I could beat her in a shootout competition. But I remember the exact day she beat me and I was like, I have fallen from my pedestal. Never again will I beat this one. Um, and that was really the day where I just had nothing left on her. So that was the last thing where she could outplay me. You know, she's a bit taller, bigger than I am. Um, she could definitely beat me in one-on-one, but I could just beat her in a shooting contest. And I think because I was just a little bit in her, in her head living rent-free. Um, but the day she beat me, I knew it was over. However, I do play... Um, club still and I had a cracking game last night I was highest point scorer I got um I think yeah I hit almost all my threes I reckon I got like I was gonna say you still have the talent don't you you still have basketball in your Uh, blood look I'm a little bit rusty a little bit rusty (laughs) but I've started warming up again because I haven't played for seven years until this season and then um yeah now I'm cracking back on so I'm like you know, bring it on meals. So if you guys um, ever, she, she just threw out the challenge, by the way, like I'm, she just threw it out. But if you guys ever see her on a court, just beware, she will beat you at the game of basketball. Uh, so we always like to wrap up the podcast here. Very generic question. Okay. I don't get a lot of no's to this question. I've received mm-hmm. one no. Okay. And this is if you got the call to go back out and play again, we already we got to see Juicy Dave, a lot of Juicy Dave. Would yeah. we get to see more of Beast Brianna? Oh, Beast Brianna, Batty B, out of the sea. <laughs> um, look, uh, when I first left, the answer was yes, anything yes. Um, I've had a little bit of distilling time, and I'm quite at peace with what happened. 
And um, look, the answer is yes, I would, but it is conditional now. It is that I would have to be in the place where um, it wouldn't come at the cost of what I was doing career-wise or other things. Like it is no longer my prime goal. Mm-hmm. It is something I've done and I've enjoyed. And I think if I ever get the chance, I could do better, but I don't need to. So, yeah, an interesting answer. It's definitely different to what I had thought. Um, in short, yes. In long, maybe. Just depends on the moment and the circumstance and everything. On the time. I think when the time is right, it's a definite yes. But someone was like, oh, would you go on again in September? And I, I have a feeling the answer then is no. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we'd love to see you back out there again and playing again. I, I think we would all love to see what happens when you play a little bit more of the game. And look, yeah. it worked out for Mark. Second time around, it could be the secret and everything. And you know what? Mark and Sam were so lovely to me. They're like, Brianna, you see a second chance. They were like, it happened to us. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again for uh, joining us today. I have been looking forward to this talk ever since you did leave the game. I'm like, I can't wait to chat with her. And you're such an amazing I- person I've well. got one more question for you. What made oh. you pick me as the winner vote? I'm curious. I'm oh, also like, so, uh, I have this thing personally, and I told David this. I see I'll, I see a lot of myself in you and possibly being the yeah. exact same Survivor player because he said that you you told him, you know, before I die, I will play Survivor. I said that mm-hmm. exact line to my family. Yeah, I'm like, what are you on, mate? Get in there. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> honestly, I just saw you as a strategic threat in the game, which I was right. I was right oh. on that behalf. <laughs> but I also knew once the tackle box happened, I went, ugh, this is not looking good for my winner pick. well also where can everyone find you on socials and also shout out to your podcast where can they listen to your podcast yeah Yeah, please so follow me at brianna goodchild and it's b-r-i-a-n-a just the one in um you can also find me skating around at crash bambi scoot very fun times if you like the roller skating or if you don't it's going to cover your feet and um in terms of podcasting i do stuff for basketball queensland or mbl1.north and we do weekly podcasts there and the season starts back literally next week so i'll be commentating um calling the play by plays it's a big season and my sister mila has officially announced she's coming back to play for one of our teams in that conference Mackay. i was wondering about that i, I heard yeah. about this big announcement today Yes. So I'm so stoked because I'm like, love this. Uh, I get to commentate my sister playing. So it's going to be wild. And it's, it's such a good league. Oh my gosh. It's worth, um, you can, you can watch live, um, via mbl1.com.au and, um, yeah, the league is massive, big players in it goes off from one dream to another. You go from survivor and now you get to commentate your sister playing basketball. Brianna, you're on top of the world right now. (laughs) Well, look, look, yes, (laughs) let's say yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much again for joining us. It was a pleasure uh, speaking with you. And I've now interviewed all pretty much all the family that has like correlation to survival. Good job. My brother, my mom, done. If if I ever make it out to Australia, which I've done ever since watching the show, I've done so much research. The country looks beautiful. Mm. I've never been out there. I got to hit up the family. I got to meet the rest of the family now. Yeah, honestly, honestly, give us a bell. We will. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your day, Brianna. You too. Thanks so much, Randy. It's been thank a pleasure. You.